This episode of The Homilist is brought to you by Ozark Christian College. Ozark Christian College in Joplin, Missouri has been focused on the same mission for over 75 years, to train men and women for Christian service. Ozark's Bible Foundation, Christian Community, Global Outreach, and Affordable Cost prepare students to serve in whatever kingdom assignment God has for them. With residential and online degrees, Ozark sends out workers into the harvest field, with 15,000 alumni serving in all 50 states and in 100 countries around the world. Ozark is also glad to offer next-level resources, free videos and webinars for you and your church, led by Ozark professors like Michael DeFazio, Shane J. Wood, and Mark Scott. Next-level resources cover topics like how to read your Bible, the parables of Jesus, and exploring the Enneagram, and much more. Find next-level resources at no cost at occ.edu forward slash next level. And find out more about Ozark Christian College at occ.edu. Welcome back to another episode of the Homilist Podcast. I appreciate you uh, letting me know that you're liking some of these conversations. Uh, I got one the other day from a guy who said, man, I love that conversation with Bob Russell. Just so much good stuff. I love that conversation with Mark Moore. He said something that just really moved me and got me thinking. Or I love that conversation with Trevor DeVage because, man, it got me pumped up. Speaking of Trevor DeVage, uh, he just launched a podcast as well called The Cultural Redemptive with recording artist Kristen Gray to where they talk through some really serious stuff. So shout out to them and go get a go get a hear of The Cultural Redemptive. So that's good stuff. All right. Listen, we love to encourage, we love to educate, but we love to entertain as well. Okay, so I've gone back and listened to this episode just to get a laugh out of it. In the first 10 minutes, like I'm typically in stitches, all right? Now listen, if the audio is funny to you, you got to go back and watch the video. you got to go to the YouTube channel and watch this video because this guy's lost it. All right, I'm going to stop rambling. This is my friend Matt Cody. I noticed some of your guests, right? They, their head like right up in it, like this, <laughs> like big head. You know, I'm trying to do more like this. It's more casual. <laughs> talking, about, talking about so anyway. Yeah. <laughs> what? What? Yeah, when you read my book. Um, I'm trying to do that, man. But I don't have all that fancy camera stuff. All right, this is just straight off the Mac. All right. <laughs> Yeah, that's all right. All right. Yeah, so, I don't have anything fancy. I just got a, I just got the, the iMac. I, got. I see so, your microphone. I see your I microphone got, right I got there. A nice, I got a nice mic. What you got? Dre beats? You got Dre beats in? I, I, no, what these. Are, what do you got? These are. Uh, man, I like the dog at least. These are uh, J. What are they called? J birds. No, these are. These are. These are. Well, Luke called. He's like, hey, I want you to know. I ordered you some AirBuds. I said some Air. Airbus, Airbus, like Airbus Golden Receiver, is that? What you're yeah, about? those Airbus are nice. I don't remember what these are. I like them. The, the, what kind of uh, what kind of budget is the homeless running on these days? Oh, fella, dude, dude, <laughs> listen, it's like we push around with like weight. <laughs> you just see what they do. They're stacking up the bills in the back. Hey, man. Also, where's your buddy? Where's your side partner here? No, 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 no. That's a special. <laughs> he only comes on for the big guys. Yeah, oh. that dude only comes. He only comes out of the woodwork if they got like 
hit oh. books, hit records. Oh, oh <laughs> that, man. That's it. You know, I'll call him and I'll say, hey, so-and-so's coming. He'll be like, pass. <laughs> hey, I don't blame him. I don't blame him, dude. I, I do got, the same thing. I got Matt Cody coming on the podcast. He said, who? Is that with a D? Yeah. I said, no, that's a, that's a T-E. That's a T-E because it's French, homie. That's what it is. <laughs> he, said, oh, he said French. Pass. <laughs> so, well, let me uh, let me do my intro and then um, we'll get right to it. Do it, and you can drop uh, you can drop all your wisdom. All, uh, all right, <laughs> all right here in one place. Uh, hey, this is a cussing uh, podcast, or no, no cussing. <laughs> this is a no cussing podcast. <laughs> a no cussing. Podcast. Yes, you got to tell me this stuff, dude. I, I don't know what the rules are. There's been no cussing. <laughs> No cussing podcast. Um, right. Unless you're Will Williman, you know, if you're Will Williman, <laughs> you, you can do it. You say you say whatever, but that's what happens. Yeah, yeah. Just need to clarify. Yeah, no. There's a no cussing. There's a no cussing podcast. Um, first off, two things that happen if that happens: Ozark Christian College will come in here and jerk their sponsorship right away from me. Well, yeah, that's the sponsor. You know, and we'll yeah. be working with we'll be working with like. <clears throat> The the 99% of our budget after that. Yeah, you have to sell them J Birds and get these, uh, those, the Air Buds from 1992. <laughs> I, went, I, went, I went to the gym the other day and somehow I thought my I thought my uh, AirPods were in the in the truck and they weren't. Yeah. And so I was like, son, I got no, I got no. That's the worst. This is, this sucks. Yeah. So I went over to Lost and Found, and I found some old school, the old oh. school white ones. Yeah, yeah, Dude, yeah, I'm yeah. Pretty sure, pretty sure I got leprosy and ear mites. Earwax, earwax <laughs> all up in that. These are the ones that they didn't. Even, they weren't even shaped ah. before. They were just a speaker, yeah. like you just jam in a six by nine right inside your head on both sides. It was awesome. I get it because it's the worst. when you don't have your music. Mm. Well, it's not. That's not the very worst thing. The very worst thing is when somebody comes in and they forgot theirs, but they keep playing it on the speakers mm. over by them. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the yeah, radio's yeah. on. Freaking yeah. Jim Blossoms are playing, but they're over there and they got Nicki Minaj. You know, yeah. <laughs> this guy's doing curls with some Nicki Minaj. <laughs> Fella, <laughs> no, you're right. I've seen that. Bad deal. Yeah. yeah. Mm. All, right. All right, ready, Matt. Cody, welcome to the Homeless Podcast. Thanks, bud. Nice to see you. To you. Matt Cody, Rocky Mountain Christian Church. Wow. Frederick Campus. Frederick Campus. Frederick Campus Pastor, Matt Cody, Rocky Mountain Christian Church. That's awesome. How long have you been there? Five years. Am I the first campus pastor you've had on this? You know what? You are the first campus pastor. Hey, it's good to give us some love, dude, because we be doing some work, okay? Well done. Yes. Well, let me start yeah. over. Let me start this over. Thank start you. This over. Thank you. Matt Cody, welcome to the Homilist Podcast. Thank you. This is, here for the listeners, this is the important part right here. This is... Matt Cody, the very first campus pastor we've ever had on the homeless. This is incredible. There, there it is. A lot of times we get overlooked, okay? We get overlooked. <laughs> yeah. Because, because we don't have the title, okay? Mm. Because we don't have the title. But I'm telling you, we out here doing work. 
So, right. so, so, what's with the title? What, why, why is there, why is there a little bit of, why has there been a little bit of loss in power when, when people start tagging campus, campus pastor on? So why does that happen? Like, uh, you know, it, you know, I was just chatting with a guy this morning. It's like campus pastors is the the step up. That's the bump up. That's like a triple A ball. See, and mm. uh, lead pastor is the big leagues, mm. and uh, so they down there, man, making eighteen dollars a day. <laughs> riding on riding on buses from 84 but we getting it done no we air conditioning no air no conditioning air, no air conditioning but we are getting it done okay oh, man you got to have more campus guys because all right these are the guys is that where the juice is these guys <laughs> these guys are doing work okay doing, there's uh, some nuggets yeah. of truth down there there's some nuggets of truth that you need they got it now, is it true with most campus pastors that you really kind of have to contact, contact the head pastor of the church and see if it's okay for them to talk? Is that? <laughs> it depends. Yeah, because they want to keep. They want them to be working, man. They don't want them to be out there speaking and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And part of the reason that happens, part of the reason that happens, is because campus pastors are mostly doing all the sermon writing. For the lead guys, right? Well, can be some ghost riding. Yeah, some ghost riding. You some think ghost that, I think that's a. It can happen a little more often than people yeah, yeah, want to yeah. talk about. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. A little bit of ghost riding. Yeah. Uh, I hear I hear some stuff sometimes, and I think mm, I ain't buying it. That ain't your. <laughs> no, that ain't your. That's not you. That ain't well, you. It's yeah, a good yeah. try. Yeah. You, I mean, you delivered it like you like you owned it. You made it your. Right. I don't think you wrote it though. Right. Yeah. There's a fine line. Yeah, there's a fine line. It's kind of like when, like, who wrote this song? Like, who wrote, when you remember when you used to read inside the day, who wrote this song? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Before names, before names in front of the guy yeah. who is in the band. Yeah. And you never heard of these four guys over here. And then this guy at the end, that you know what happened. They wrote it and they were like, do you change that word to at? That's know? right. And now it's his. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. That's like Vanilla Ice. That's what he did for his song. Is that right? Yeah, he just added a little dunk at the end of the, the line. <laughs> he put in a little bass, a little extra bass note, and now it's his. Yeah. I love I love the I love the argument. Yeah. You go back and you listen to him talking about that. And he's like, no, dude, it wasn't even the same. It wasn't even the same song. There's like da na 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 He said mine was like da na 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 da like oh. dude, I don't even know if there's a difference. I don't even know what you just said. So, yeah. No, that's so yeah, so campus pastors, campus pastors yeah. are—they're uh, pulling their weight. Hey, yeah, and I'm, you know, hopefully I can represent them well. Hopefully, I think, I think you're gonna do. I think you're gonna do fine. Well, I appreciate that. So, uh, so here's the deal. <clears throat> when when I met you at out of Colorado this last year, um, I had this thought. I thought <clears throat> this guy. This guy preaches with a sound that sounds like a Mac Chandler or like a an angry Francis Chan, <laughs> <laughs> or uh, or, or something. I don't know. It's like, I, is, like I'm not sure. Like I'm hearing the influences. I think it's the influences. I'm hearing the influences. Yeah. And then. Um, and so we had, a, we had a brief conversation about it. And you're like, you know, I do. I do like Matt Chandler stuff. Mm-hmm. And then as the week went on, as the week went on, I started hearing the, I started hearing the difference in 
your preaching. And the influence, what I was hearing in the influences, went completely went away. And listen, and now this will be the first time, this will be the first time on, on the Homeless Podcast that I've ever said this. Okay. Uh-uh. So, and you moved into the category of my favorite preacher to listen to. <laughs> dude, that blows my mind, dude. It's the real deal. It's the real deal. <clears throat> now, I've watched your other episodes, and I know, man, you haven't said that before. I have not. Uh, no, I have not said that. That's, that's crazy to me. Now, that's now crazy. Listen, and now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. When, when Will Williman tells a story, I'm locked in. Yeah. Locked in. Because I can't, I can't escape. I can't escape this ride he's about to take me on because he's about to yeah. twist and turn this thing. He's going to mess with the scripture. He's going to do some stuff. Okay. Yeah. Um, when, when, uh, I've had Mark Scott on before. Uh, we didn't. We didn't ever upload the episode. We had some some f- corruption of files and all this. Anyway, but when I hear Mark Scott preach, I know what I'm about to get is a great big, huge plate full of just spiritual food to eat because Mark yeah. Scott does a knockout job. You know, when yeah. Mark Moore preaches, I know it's going to be very heady. I know it's going to be very heady. <coughs> yeah, and I and I like that. I think that. I think. That, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, choking a little bit, dude. Sorry, <laughs> keep going. Come on, I'm, I I'm thought like, maybe he had yeah, something against maybe yeah. had against Mark Moore. I wasn't sure. No, no. I just bought his book because of your podcast, man. Oh, fantastic, fantastic. Yeah. <clears throat> so there's different guys that when I when I hear their stuff, I think, man, I really like this thing or I really like that thing. You moved into that category of my favorite preacher to listen to, and I, it's. As I try to pick it apart, there's some things, and I want to come back. I want to come back. I want to have that conversation about picking some of your stuff apart and talk about the things that I really, really admire about it. Um, and so when I say that, I really do mean it. Like that's now. Listen, yeah, we're kind of like we're kind of like uh, kind of like the pop charts here. All right, yeah. somebody else shows up, you <laughs> might get bumped. Right. Well, get, this week, this week but, I'm number one. But, but listen, you've been you've been number one for some for some weeks now. I got a, hey, I got a new album brewing, bro. All okay. right, so all right. Yeah. Wait, listen, but push, push it out there. Make sure <laughs> yeah. it's got some pump to it because yeah. when I'm touring next summer, I'll have some new stuff. Yeah. Okay. Good. good. Yeah. And and I'll be there. I'll be there to hear it next summer. Love too. it. Yeah. It'll, it'll be great. Amen. Yeah. So yeah. So I want you to know that. I want you to know like that's that's a that was a big deal to me. I thought. Man, this guy, this guy, this guy's, this guy's doing something different. We'll come back to that. We'll come back to it. Let's talk about this other stuff first. Okay. We'll all right. So, just some, just some introductory questions here. All right. Yep. Bring it. All right. Here you go. C. Pastor. No. No, okay. it's not multiple choice. Oh, sorry. That's sorry. the campus pastor party you coming oh, out. That's right. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Just look at whatever he wants. Whatever the lead guy wants. Yeah. Coffee. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. yeah. Sort up. No. Okay. Yeah. Right yeah, yeah. What Go. passage? What passage of scripture makes you laugh? Uh, you know, I was just in it uh, a couple of weeks ago uh, from one of our messages, but I think it's uh, right now. It's the, it's uh, Galatians five, where uh, we, we were talking about you know Old Testament law, and then uh, we were working in the New Testament a little bit, and then when Paul's battling um, some of that Jewish tradition. And now as the gospel is getting into the Gentiles, and he's, he's working on circumcision, he's talking about circumcision, mm-hmm. he gets into Galatians 5, and he, and he pretty much just says, if you, if you jokers are so serious, you should just cut the whole thing off. Just cut it off. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
which I had fun on. Go the distance. No, go the distance. If you're really serious about your faith, go ahead and chop it off. And uh, I had some words that I wanted to use on stage, and I didn't. I got I got asked not to. But for me, I I, I, there's some good stuff in there, man. I mean, Paul, he's um, yeah, you know, that's legit. That's legit. He's, and he he's not talking about being recircumcised. Just to be clear, he's not talking about circumcision times two. Okay, okay? he's going just. You don't have to talk about it if you don't have one. You don't even have to talk about it. Just <laughs> cut it off. That's how serious he is. Yeah. So good. So good. So good. Yeah. Now, hey, so now listen, listen. Can you say what you were gonna say from stage that you were asked not to say? Can you say it here? I would. Well, I would just say this. I would have used the word nuts. <laughs> yeah. Man. Yeah. I love it. I I love what you said. I love what you said. I, I love what you said when you said it if it's not there, then you can't talk about it. Right. There's yeah. no brag. No bragging whatsoever. No bragging whatsoever. Uh-huh. If it's gone. Gone. No. That's that's yeah. funny. I get serious. So I have I have fun with that one. My always the crazy scriptures. I mean, there's a lot of them in the Old Testament. The one I always think about is um, the one with uh, Elisha. I think it's Elisha, <clears throat> where there's some dudes talking trash. He's like walking. There's some, I think it's in Second Kings, and and he's walking, and he like throws a curse on him or something. Then it said these bears come out, and they just freaking rip them to shreds, like forty of them or something. It's not funny. You shouldn't be laughing, but it's a crazy, it's a crazy. I when you it. read it, because it comes out of nowhere, and he's like, you know what, forget you, and then the bears come yeah. and kill them all. Yeah, I like it because the, 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 the first part of that is they said, go, they said, go on up, Baldy. <laughs> yes, they make fun of his haircut. Yeah, yeah. Go on yeah, up. Yeah. They say, go on up, Baldy. And yeah, that's he right. Down curse, and curse the bears yeah. and eat him up. The two bears come out, just freaking rip him up, and I like that. <laughs> I like that. That's funny. I like that. You need to preach yeah. on that more often. Yeah. 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 The next time somebody says something, next time somebody says something about you know my beard or you know my height, yeah. go on, go on up, go on. shorty. Go on up. Yeah, good luck. Exactly. Call, yeah, yeah. That's good stuff. That's yeah. A, yeah that's funny. That's funny. Um, <clears throat> who uh, who inspires you? Who inspires you? When it comes uh, to communicators, yeah, comedians, speakers, artists. Who inspires you? Yeah. Uh, well, you already mentioned him earlier, Matt Chandler. Uh, I really do uh, enjoy enjoy him. I listen to him a lot. I listen to J.D. Greer a lot. <clears throat> He's out in North Carolina um, on the preaching side. I, I am. I've been a, f- a fan of Francis for from day one, and um, I, I enjoy I enjoy him quite a bit. Louis Giglio. I enjoy listening to that guy. Um, so that's on the preaching side, I, you know, artist side, I'm, I'm not a huge music guy, but the music I do listen to, I, I like rap. Do you? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You're in Kansas. You know, do you know rap? Okay. Oh, I know it. Back I know Kansas. it. Yeah. West coast. Hey, stop. Pause for one second. Yeah. Do you know who I just invited on the podcast <laughs> and, and got a, and got a response from today? Okay. You <laughs> got to look, you have to look this dude up. Okay. He's a, he's a battle rapper out of Kansas city. Okay. And his name's A Ward. A period Ward. Okay. I'll look him up. I'll look him up. up. A Ward. So he's, I, he's, he's Christian or no? Christian dude. Hey, oh, but okay. in the hey, in the battle rap game, he's hey, down, he's on it. 
They say nasty things about this dude. They say nasty things about him, nasty oh, things wow. about God, nasty things about his wife. About I mean, they're nasty to this dude. Hey, and he just <laughs> keeps he just keeps right with it. And then when he comes out, gobbles him up, gobbles him up. Like it's still I'm gonna check him out. A word. Uh, yeah. I you know, I think like I I've, I joke on stage here like with NF. I mean I've I've been following him for four years now. Um, he. Dude, he's a theologian, bro. I mean, the way that he's using some of his words and stuff he's getting into, I mean, he can, I'll joke, you know, I'll quote some of his lyrics sometimes because it's, uh, uh, they're, they're very vulnerable and real and very deep. So uh, his new album is Fire. Yeah. Um, he's coming out to Red Rocks this year on the 13th, and I won't be here because I'll be in Kenya. Um, so... Yeah, that's, that's hurting my soul a little bit. But I'm a big fan of him. Um, and Need to Breathe, I'm a big fan of. Uh, I enjoy listening to them. And then big baseball guy, man. I'm a big sports guy, but baseball for sure. So if there's a good baseball story going around or, you know, one of my buddies right now is playing on the Cubs and um, busted his tail in AAA ball like that campus pastor was mm-hmm. busting it down there for five years or six years, got the call up last year and uh, doing some good stuff. So, um, yeah, those are kind of some of the, the things that really influence, influence me and yeah, my thinking. So, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I, I really do. I really do admire, uh, NF. I really yeah. like his stuff. I like his stuff a lot. And I'll tell you who else loves it. <clears throat> Excuse me. My 12 year old daughter. Mm. And listen, NF is a little heavy and a little dark. Oh, my, yeah. For my 12-year-old ray of sunshine. Yeah. Hey, but she puts it on in the bathroom when she showers. Oh, and she's yeah. Like, she's like, you took those pills, didn't you, Mom? She's <laughs> in the bathroom screaming it out. You took those pills, didn't you, know, you Mom? Know? My, okay, so listen. Um, you know, my girls love it, right? They love it. My 7-year-old can rap just about half the half of his new album. So we're very cautious because some of those songs, you know, but I was talking with my wife last week and it's funny cause he's married now. Right. And, uh, it's like, Hey, sooner or later, this guy turn around a little bit. If you're married now and you just rap about how your life sucks at some point, <laughs> at some point. Uh, yeah. You know, so, uh, yeah, but he's, uh, we, we enjoy him in the Cody household for sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. It's so great. It's so great here. When I hear my, when I hear my 12 year old, cause she's just so, so pretty, so pretty and precious and just so yeah. up. And she goes in the bathroom and then you just hear this just coming yeah, just, out, you know, just screaming. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. It's, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, when it comes to your, when it comes to your preaching style. Yeah. And, and we've talked about some of your influences when it comes to your gifts, your abilities, your talents, uh, what, what would you, what would you say about, um, style wise? Like how, what is, what would be your preaching style? If we can, if we can move such a, such a ridiculous word into, into the conversation of preaching, is there, yeah, I think if people would, um, like describe me to someone who hasn't heard me preach, I think they would say, uh, he's loud. Um, he's uh, he he likes to live in in the tension. He he doesn't have an issue going there. Like he'll go right there to that line, and he's okay hanging out right there to make a point. Um, I think they would say he's fun, like he's funny. 
Um, a lot of times out here, um, I had my small group last year. It was really cool. They wrote me a note just of encouragement. And uh, everyone in the note just said, you know, uh, you're my favorite storyteller. Um, I think people would say, you know, when you tell stories. But, um, yeah, I think when I when I preach, it's a it's like, hey, it's go time. Uh, we're going to go get it. Uh, it has that kind of urgency to it. Um, and I think a lot of that just obviously my personality on the Instagram, I'm an eight. And so we're, we're challengers. And, and that's a lot of my preaching, I feel like, is just, hey, I want to challenge what you may think about this or what church is or what it should be or how you view this topic. I, that's where I want to get to. I, I like I, I like it when people are some people are walking out crying, when some people are walking out pissed, when some people are like to me I go, All right, that's we, we dealt with something that was worth showing up for. Um so I, I, I would just say just yeah, has that energy and that urgency and it can be loud and for some people they don't care for it. They that as, as being very in your face um and offensive but i i think over time too you 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 begin to see my heart for what what i'm saying or my heart for the church and Mm. and so my motives i i think are pure but um but yeah that's how i think i would describe myself yeah and and i would agree and i think it's interesting that you brought up the excuse me Get it out. Get it out. Yeah. I think I think it's interesting that you brought up the storytelling aspect of that and that they said that you are you are their favorite storyteller. And here's the reason I say that, because one of the things, one of the things that, that I want to talk about um, with with your preaching style that, that captured me is it is your storytelling is good, but when you are in the narrative, when you are in the in, yeah. the, in the narrative of a story um, specifically, specifically the New Testament. Okay, because I've heard yeah. you, I've heard you do a lot of stuff from the New Testament. Okay, yeah. When you were there, <clears throat> one of the things that you do, and this is what's so different about it, and this blows my mind because I've never heard anybody do it, and maybe somebody else has, but I have not. And I, I listen to a load of stuff to try to try to learn, try to learn something new, some new way of doing this. But when you tell a story, or when you're preaching a narrative, so let's use. Uh, Let's use um, the story of the father that comes to Jesus and says, "Will yeah. you come and heal my daughter?" Okay, right, yeah. And and you get this, you get this story. What I've what I've seen you do is you'll take a narrative like that and you you'll run it through. You don't mess with the scripture. You don't you don't you don't you don't inflate one part or exaggerate another part or um, you you really don't even tag emotion in on top of it and try to. And try to. I haven't seen you do a lot of that. What you do is you tell the first part of the story, and, and at some point in there, you'll break the story off. And then what you do, and this is the coolest part, you will insert a multitude of human experiences, possible human experiences, into that. Just asking questions of it, all in one place. So, yeah. why is this guy so worked up about Jesus coming and healing his daughter? Right. And then you begin to. You'll start in by asking questions like. It's not in the text, but could there have been some some um, some pregnancy issues? Yeah, some miscarriages. Yeah, some, some fertility issues. Right. It, you know, every Jewish father wants a son. Yeah. 
and this guy's got a daughter. Yeah. Maybe this is the only one. And maybe they tried and tried and tried. You don't know. Yeah. You know, that's a normal thing. And the pain that comes along with that is a normal thing. <clears throat> and when you insert that much human experience, just human experience, human experience, human experience, and you, there's no supposing of the story. There's no, this guy is, this is what's going on here, or this is what's going on with the woman or with the wife. And, you know, or imagine with me for a minute, maybe this is a conversation that they had. It's just maybe this, maybe this. Maybe this, maybe this, this is common, this was common, this was common, this was common, this was common. And then you go back to the story and you just continue with the story. And to me, that was the coolest thing because I'm, I'm prone in my preaching to taking the story and I'll adjust almost all the dials, you know. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Have you ever gone back to a sound booth like uh, at your church and you see the sign that says, do not touch the dials? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. That sign is for a guy like me. Well, yeah. I would yeah. touch all the dials. I got no reason. I got no reason to touch any of them, but I want to touch them all. I just want to, what's it do? What's it do? What's it do? Let's figure it out. Yeah. So with the story, I tend to do the same thing and I have to be careful not to push that too far. What you do though, is just such a cool thing. You're so true to the text and then you break it, break it right in half and you pour massive amounts of human experience right into the middle of the story. Then you take the other half of the story and you put it together. And then I can't hear the rest of the story without filtering it through all the stuff that you mentioned earlier in the, in the story. Yeah. It's such a cool thing. Yeah. It, it just goes back, you know, I think all of us, um, all of us have a story, I, you know, in, in relationship to where we are in our journey with Jesus, my story going up in the church, um, like, I wouldn't say I was receiving bad preaching. It just didn't feel very real. Mm. It was kind of like, yeah, that's good. And, and these six points that all start to letter D, you wrote them down, and then you went home. And that was it. Because I was like, well, yeah, that's the Bible, but it's the Bible. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it doesn't really have any relevance in my life. And so I just really value the realness of that. Sometimes we can read stories, and we're not there. And so I want to bring people there to go, like, that was me going on in my head. What, what would it smell like? What would, what, and I think when we can bring ourselves there, then those stories really become, un, like, those are unbelievable stories. Yeah. Um, are you or someone you know wanting to make a difference with your life, but you're not sure where to start? At Ozark Christian College in Joplin, Missouri, they help students discover the kingdom assignment that God has for them and then train them to carry it out. Ozark prepares students for all kinds of Christian service, biblical communication, biblical justice, youth and children's ministry, counseling, missions, organizational leadership, worship and creative arts, and much more. Ozark's close community, Bible foundation, and commitment to service prepares students to take the gospel to every corner of the globe as ambassadors for Christ. And Ozark's affordable tuition offers a quality private Christian education at a public university price. Ozark Christian College. Your mission is out there. Your training starts here. Yeah. Um, I just preached on Hosea. So it's an unbelievable story. But what I mean, you read it and you go, oh, yeah. And then you go, yeah, but that was me. You know, if I'm, if I'm there and I got to ask, you know, how much is my wife being sold for? Um, that's a different ballgame. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm not trying to put anything in the text that isn't there. I'm just going, hey, if it was me, though. Right. And that's a way to bring your audience in, too, because my audience is filled with that. Right. And you go, 
hey, if you were Jairus, how would you feel there? I'm just what I'd be doing, right? And, yeah, I, I would push aside all that cultural, religious stuff, and I would throw my, my body at his feet. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't, and I wouldn't care what anybody else thought. That's my role, right? So you bring that into it, and I think everyone's like, yeah, yeah. And <clears throat> now it's not a story that happened 2,000 years ago. I'm feeling something that's very real in my heart because I have daughters or I have kids. And but what I do, and all of a sudden, there's tension in the story, which, which I like to get to. But I think sometimes we just read scriptures and we go, yeah, that's the Bible story. And there's, we, we take the emotion out of it because it's hard to sometimes read that in stories. So. Yeah. <clears throat> the other thing that I would say as far as uh, when it comes to the preaching, your preaching, what I admire most, or what I admire as well, is, uh, and you, you said it a second ago, it's, it's loud and it's a little confrontational. Um, uh, one, of the, one of the last episodes I had with Stephen Mansfield, we talked about masculinity in the pulpit. And yeah. that's, the other, that's the other part that I admire. Um, like you push into a place where it's you've you've moved you've moved past the you move past the ba- the boundary of the stage, right? You've come down into the you've come down into the life. So yeah. like, let me move my stuff in here. Let's talk about. Yeah. It. Yeah. Let's talk yeah, yeah. serious about what needs to happen in your life right now. Yeah. You know? And there's a there's a there's a masculinity to your preaching that, and to me, that's just that's just big. That's just big because. There's there's a couple things there's a couple things that that are just true for me and I I, I won't I won't worship a God I won't worship a God um, that won't won't hand me my tail end every once in a while mm. I won't mm. there's not yeah. I want him to be able to hand it to me I mean like yeah. hey fell fell let me let me check you for just a minute like boom yeah like now that because here's the deal for me um, I'm a seven I'm a seven on the Enneagram <laughs> yeah. Okay? A lot of ideas. Yeah, got a lot of ideas. Got a lot of stuff going on. Got a lot of knobs to turn. Got a lot. Of, yeah, yeah. Got a lot of things to get addicted to. I got a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, here. yeah, yeah. Um, here's the deal for me. I've never come up against something. I've never come up against something that I couldn't figure out at least partially a way to master it. Um, in turn, what that means is um, there's been very few things in the world that has come up against me in my own life that that have just like. Well, I can't like there's things I can't get a hold of in my life, you know, and, yeah. and when when God comes in and says, so you got this part managed. I'm like, mm, I, I don't I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. What you can't you can't get out of that one, Jerry. Yeah. I can't get out. Like, I'm stuck. All right. I'm gonna let you, I'm gonna let you out. All right. I'm gonna break yeah. you free. OK, now that's what here's the other part. I want to I want to hear a preacher preach to me that I think to myself, hmm. Like he might argue with me, like he might see something in me and step up and be like, "Let's talk a little bit about this thing in your life." Jared. And I'm like, "Woo!" You know, like that confrontational thing. Like yeah. you know how hard it is as a pastor when it, that 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 term is often interchangeable with with a phrase like, um, "Your job is to help people." Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. How many times have you heard that? Well, I mean, you're a pastor. You know, your job is to help people. Yeah. 
And so what we do is help people is we turn it into make people happy. So my job yeah, is to make yeah, yeah. my job yeah. is to make people happy. And yeah. And you know what I what I say in you know, my job isn't to my job isn't to make my wife happy. My job isn't to make my kids happy. Mm-hmm. My yeah. job is to make you happy. You yeah. know? My yeah. job isn't to make me happy. In as much as a seven is like, can we do something happy? You know, can yeah. we please that's not the job. I want to be put in a place to where I'm going to be confronted on some level, you know? Yeah. I, I, dude, that you want to talk about good good advice for young preachers. That's it. Because um, because the stage is powerful and all of us have daddy issues and when people start clapping for you mm-hmm. and, and you you make them feel good, uh, you're you're on the road to preaching something you shouldn't be preaching. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you will start adjusting and avoiding and so like for me and you know dude it work 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 in any organization with with, with people uh this you know the 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 platform when he's coming in on a donkey and then they'll freaking crucify him, right? And, and I'm telling you, man, if your if your motive or, or your foundation, your energy is for people that are telling you you're awesome, you're not gonna make it a ministry. Mm-hmm. So I think for me, like even when I'm walking off the stage, I'm going, Did I do what God asked me to do? Did I say it? How what what he asked me to say, and did I say it in in the most compelling way that I know how, right? Yeah. I, I did my best. I let the Holy Spirit do what he does, but that's what I'm looking for. And if people are walking away frustrated, I'm okay with it. Um, and I think that's actually, for some, you know, for the people who, who are the church, that's refreshing for them. Yeah. Bring it, bring it. Yeah. And I think the people that have other motives, they, they tend to... With me, they they just, yeah. And so I think there's people like you that are walking in going, come on, let's go. And I love that. And then I think there's some people just kind of playing church, you know, and yeah. um, like, don't mess with that. I'm good. I, I like to sing my hymns, and I put my money in the plate, leave me alone kind of a deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think those people tend to struggle, you know, with me. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Well, I do admire that. I admire the I admire the, the masculinity that you bring that you bring to the preaching part because it's often seen as such a soft thing. And I'm not saying you have to go in and be a bruiser. I'm not saying no. you gotta just be completely confrontational, but there's gotta be a level of boldness, something that you're willing to put a part of you on the line, you know? Yeah. I mean Albert Albert Tate Albert Tate said something in, in my conversation with him about um do you uh, uh I I can't remember what I asked him, something about something about um a boldness in preaching and belief. And he said, you know, they don't, they don't, they don't come back. They don't come back to hear you preach something about, they come back to see if you still believe. Mm. You know? And this yeah. idea of, you know, they don't come back because they believe they come back to see if you still believe, you know, mm, and, and it was, it was yeah, some, yeah. something like that. It was just a real, yeah. it's a real rich phrase. And yeah, yeah. The, the idea, the idea that man, put something out there, like put it, I'm not saying it's got to be good, but hang a little bit of you out in yeah. the street, you know. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Let, let people have to. Okay, this guy, uh, this guy's buying yeah. in. Like he bought yeah. in, you know. He, he seems like he's all in. Yeah, he's all in. I don't know what's going on, but he <laughs> seems like he's there. Like he's at that place. Like it's the real deal to him. It's the real deal to him. I, yeah, I think it's. Uh, hey, listen, we all know it. Life is short. Uh, you and me get a phone call tomorrow that could change the rest of our life, right? 
the context of the kingdom. I don't want to go through another church gathering ho hum in it. I I want to bring something, and and it's hard to keep that up, you know, um, for you know fifty two gatherings a year. Um, but that's my attitude, you know. It they our, our church got out of bed and they showed up, and so let's go get it, you know. And I want to walk away tired. Yeah. Uh, so it has that. Um, that, that that's what's going on in me on Sunday morning. I want to bring, I want to bring it, um, and I think sometimes I, I can I can cross that line of that being really passionate and energetic to people feeling like I'm yelling at them, and so I have to really manage that sometimes. I get so hyped up that I'm I'm just screaming you know, for forty minutes, and that's not help. That's not helping, um, and so. Uh, but that's the that's the posture that I'm in. Uh, that is a big deal. The gathering is huge, um, yeah. and so let's let's make the most of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> that uh, this last this last old couple months, I uh, I was preaching from I was preaching from the Book of Daniel. Okay, mm-hmm. and so you know the first 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 six or seven chapters, things are pretty smooth, right? You can you mm-hmm. got some really great narrative. Do some really good creative stuff, and then then from there on out, from there on out, things just get yeah. things just get just crazy, just crazy, yeah. you know. And yeah. and 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 it's the way the way I explained it is like if you've ever kicked over an anthill, like that's where that's what commentators and historians and scholars <laughs> all go. Like you get to Daniel chapter eight, and all of a sudden it's just like like everybody's yeah. going. And you can't nail down anybody on anything, and they all got their reasons for doing what they're doing and yeah. saying what they're saying. And that's just, man, it's hard. It's just hard, hard to figure that part out, you know. Yeah. yeah. And and so I spent a massive amounts of time in the last part of the book, from from chapters, you know, eight to twelve. I mean, trying my best <laughs> every week. I'm showing up. I'm, I mean, I'm wore out. People are like, you okay? I'm like, I'm, I'm. I'm, I'm t- I'm tired. I'm tired. Go, I'm in I'm Daniel. Tired? I'm yeah. like, I'm in the book of Daniel. Let me get my chops busted, you know? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and so this last week I finished it. And and uh, it was so funny because <laughs> people come to me and they said, man, like what a great study. And I'm like, man, I'm so <laughs> glad to be done with that. Like yeah. so. But here's what it taught me. Here's what it taught me. I thought I worked really hard on 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 sermon preparation before the book of Daniel. I thought I really did. Mm-hmm. I thought I worked really hard before that. And and now once we were in the book of Daniel, like I found another gear, a gear yeah. I didn't know I, I didn't know I had. I found yeah. I found a scavenger part of me that's looking for resources in some really wild places, you know, trying yeah. to trying to piece some stuff together and asking right. questions. Like I'll dig I can dig deeper than I was digging before, you know. Yeah. And, yeah. and that was that was the thing that was so that was a really good thing. It challenged me, man. It pushed me past Mm. past all that but yeah i appreciate i appreciate that i uh, appreciate what you're talking about you know and that's true you do get amped up you do get really cranked up you do what, what i hear somebody say to turn the knob all the way up break it off <laughs> turn yeah. the volume all the let's way go. up well, get rid of it. let's do this thing and uh that's <laughs> it's great but it's it's yeah. it's wonderful the thing about the thing about your preaching on um, i think where people would would take it as, as as confrontational or maybe they don't like that you get loud or that you get um, I think I think the problem is I think the problem is is it's one thing it's one thing for you to 
Preacher, it's one thing for you to state something that's true. But when you laser focus that in on me mm -hmm. with the passion that's there, like that's a little uncomfortable. But the problem yeah. is this. The responsibility of the preacher at, at, at different points is to reflect it in his being. Is that not what the prophets were told to do? Reflect it in your life. Hosea, yeah. Hosea didn't get to say, <laughs> do you want me to go tell him a story about a man who marries a <laughs> prostitute? Like, no. Yeah. No. Yeah. I want you to go marry yeah. You know. Yeah. Do, do yeah. you want me to walk, you want me to tell him a story about a guy who walked around with no clothes on? No. I want you to take your clothes <laughs> off. And I want you to yeah. go there. Do yeah. you want me to, you know, and so there's got to be a level of you reflect the wrath, you reflect the anger, you reflect the fury and the seriousness of, you know, certain topics. And, at the same time, the love and the compassion, you know, I think that's, I think that's a part of it. I think it's part of the preaching. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, for me, one of the things that I really want is, is that cadence of, you know, when I get amped up, I don't want to stay up there the whole time, but if that's where we're going, let's go. And then, I mean, I'll be, I can, I can be loud and, and very confrontational. And then I can also be balling you know, up on the stage feeling and, and come, come down, you know? Yeah. And, um, yeah. And so I, I think it's both and, and, and that's one thing I, yeah, I really work on is just let people breathe because you need mm. to breathe. You know, it's, it's kind of like a boxing match We're we're in round one and we're going for four minutes and we took a couple of hits, but then we get back in the corner Take a deep breath, you know. I want to, let, and I want people to breathe too. I don't want them to be overwhelmed. Um, so that's one of the things I, I work on, and and people around here who I trust, they really uh, give me some great feedback on some of that because I know that's where I can go. the The less prepared I am, the louder I, the louder and longer I'll get. Um, and so that's my default. Um, so I really want to be intentional and. And those moments where we do slow down and we do really, you know, oof, we, we feel that and we're thinking about it and there's some emotion to it too. So yeah. both and yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Well, that's another thing. That's another thing I would say. You do, you do uh, hit your pause button and, and bring it and bring it down to a very soft place, you know, often. And <laughs> I had to learn something. I had to learn something from you with that because you can, like, you do it well. Like, you, like you don't, like, you don't just have to keep it with the freaking NOS. You know, you're not just jamming NOS yeah. the whole time. Yeah. You know, yeah. and there's some of these guys. Some of these guys I catch on Instagram, and and like they're just on it. Like it's just like, yeah. like full tilt. Yeah. Uh, and I can I can go to that place where I'm excited about what it is. And I can transition from funny to serious to sad, and I can I can kind of keep the same cadence and volume at the same at the same same pace, you know, I'll keep yeah. it right there. But you do you do that well? That's 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 true. You do that really well. Um, you talked about the op opening up to the trans. Not, you didn't say transparency, but opening up and sharing something on a on a soft level, or even even having tears. How comfortable are you? With the transparency, what are you comfortable sharing? Not comfortable sharing? Um, yeah, I think we need. I think we need more vulnerability from the stage. Um, and I, there's, 
I mean, there's always too much oversharing. <laughs> you know, you've, you've been in those conversations. But you probably shouldn't have told me that. But I think, I think in the world in which we live right now, maybe go back to um, uh, Tate. Is it Tate? Albert Tate? Albert Tate, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, what you just said, you know, people are coming back to see if you still believe it. I, I think there's a level of vulnerability that people need from the stage to go, are you for real? Mm-hmm. Um, I know this is. I know you. This message. I'm here, so it's for me. But is it also for you? Does this affect you? And I. And I'm not. I'm not crying. I, I really. I'm not preparing a message. Going, this is where I cry, or. But. Um, but I. I think we need a level of vulnerability from the stage. The question you keep asking is: Is this helpful? Is it helpful? If it's helpful for me, then it's probably helpful for you. And if it's real life, then here we go. You know, I yeah. I grew up in a church where the pastor, if he wasn't Jesus, he was pretty darn close. I don't remember him ever sharing a moment where he didn't get it right. Mm-hmm. He got it right because he's the pastor. <clears throat> you know I mean, and then I and then I grow up and become an adult, and then I hear stories about that pastor, and I go, he didn't have it all together. He just cleaned himself up really good. Yeah. And he had an image, and I don't think that's helping. I think that's hurting. And and so when I'm coming in, I go, I'm, again, this goes back to that idea of being real. I'm going to be real with you. And I won't share everything, but but I'll share something. And But here I will guarantee um, our church, I may not share it all with you, but I, I, I am sharing it with somebody. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I'll lean into some of those harder topics, and I'll go, I've, Hey, I'm dealing with this this conversation right now. I don't have it all figured. I'm not the best, you know. I'm not always the greatest husband. Um, and sometimes you can share those things in humor, you know. You fall short, sure. But then I think there's also going to be moments where you <clears throat> can go, you know, for the dad that's sitting there, and or you know, the parent or the church person. And I think I got to be vulnerable with you. And act like I have all the answers um, and live in that tension. Even I think the most powerful thing that we can all do is go, I don't have all the answers. There's moments I've been really frustrated with God and I'm here, right? (laughs) I still believe in God and I believe that nobody loves me more than him. Do I still have tension? Absolutely. At the end of the day, um, I'm going to still preach the word and, um, and so we need more. I, I, that's just me. I think we need more vulnerability uh, from our pastors. I really do. Yeah. <clears throat> how are we to How are we to deal with um, How are we to deal with the high speed come apart of life um, and and being and being a minister in a church? You know what I mean? When like <clears throat> there's times there's times where me and my wife get in a hook. You know. I mean, yeah, we get in a we get in a good one. We got in a good one just the other day. Her and I, bam, yeah, bam, it just blew up, just blew yeah. up, you know. Yeah, and I don't know what's going on. She don't know what's going on, but I'm hacked. She's ticked. Yeah, uh, we can't even communicate. We're trying to communicate, but for whatever reason, and it's like, like how do we, how do we get to this place? But you know that internal critic, that internal yeah. critic shows up. It's like, man. And this is the dude that's doing the premarital counseling. This is the uh, dude that's doing, pastor. Yeah. Dude doing the marriage counseling. This guy here, yeah. you know, yeah. he can't, yeah. he and her can't even communicate. 
it would take them 13 yeah. hours to iron that out right here. It would take them 13 yeah. hours, yeah. you know, yeah. a trip to her mother's and, and a phone call and a phone call to my homeboys. And we're going to have to yeah. iron yeah. all this out, you know? Yeah. Um, but we have these moments. How do we deal with, and, I, and I'm talking now, that's, that's a, that's a, that's a bottom level thing. That's a bottom level yeah. thing. You know, you're talking, yeah. but I'm talking when, when life really does kind of fall apart. How do we, how do we cope with those things and leading a church at the same time? What's what do we do? I, I mean, I don't have a formula there, but I, I feel like that's when we should be leaning in, not, not taking ourselves out because that's real life, right? I mean, if the gospel is true, then it's real, and, and I, and I think. Yeah, that, that's the thing. Like, I was just chatting with somebody who was part of our church. He went through a divorce. It was very messy. And then they peaced out. And, cause it was, and, and I was chatting with them, and it's very much like, well, I don't want to know my stuff. And I go, which is why you should be here. Like, it's not uh, – and so, I, you know, if we're talking about the qualifications for preaching, I just go – uh, and you're going through stuff. Wow, that that you want to talk about just how God has now set you up to have more influence in that conversation. Um, I think there's something valuable for the person sitting in the audience going, "Yeah, I've I'm going through that too." Yeah, and and I think it's one of those to go, "Hey, here, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to keep fighting. I'm going to keep moving forward. I'm going to keep." going after and trying to serve my wife the best I can. Is it hard sometimes? Yes, it is. And do I always get it right? No, but I love Jesus. And so, yeah, I, I just think that whole, there's a model there. I think of like church leaders 30, 40 years ago, you didn't talk about it. You kept it quiet. And I'm just going, why? When we're called to confess and, Listen, if Jesus if Jesus is who he says he is, then I don't need to worry about the critics who may try to throw on all that shame and guilt. I think I again, there's a level of vulnerability, but that is appropriate for the stage. But I think in those moments when you go, Hey, you know what, my marriage is screwed up, but we're fighting to get it to get it where it needs to be. Hey, I'm struggling with this, but I'm fighting to, to get it yeah. where I need to be. I, I just think there's a lot of power in that, and I don't think you're doing yourself any good or the church any good if you're really struggling and you're going up there and acting like it's all good. And I'm not saying you go up there and poo-poo every Sunday, and maybe you need a break, maybe you need to go be restored and, and, and take some more naps. But I think there's some moments I just go up on stage, and, you know, and I go, you know what, guys? It's been a week, and man... I'm I'm not in the best mood right now, and here's why: because we just, you know, we just buried a kid who was 12 years old who hung himself, and that sucked. Yeah. And I'm struggling right now because I don't know what to say to that mom. And so, and it's and it's, and again, I'm not manipulating. I'm just going. That's where I'm at, and yeah. I, I'm still going to bring my best. And I think people. Yeah, I just think there's a lot of power in that and the vulnerability piece that we that we miss out on if we just act like we're always good. So Yeah. 
yeah, there's got to be some. There's got to be some steps to. There's got to be some steps to to restoration. I mean, there's got to be some uh, get in front of get in front of a group of people who are, are going to. We're going to say to you, yeah, you, yeah, listen, if you got that going on in your life right now, you know, the last thing you need to be doing, preach it. That's the last thing you need to, you need to unplug that. Let's get you over here in the sidelines for just a second. I mean, you can't, you just keep jacking up the three, just keep jacking up the yeah. three, Everything, banging it <laughs> yeah, off yeah, the yeah. back. Yeah. Boom, yeah. Boom. You know, yeah. hey, 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 you're out. Yeah. Hey, 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 come on, come on, come on. You know, give me, give me, give me another minute. Give me, come on, off the court. Yeah. Off the, you know, sometimes you got to get yourself in that place of, you know, I gotta, I gotta go. I gotta get out of the way. I gotta get out. Yeah, of yeah. The way. and you can be, and you can still be vulnerable with that, right? Hey, guys, I'm taking a break. And here's why. Yeah, that's smart. and and if because again, I think it's helpful because how many people in your church are going to go through things that you're going to go through? Yeah, everybody. You know, a lot. Um, and I think, yeah. And we, I'm telling you, we just live in a world right now where people are looking for stuff that's real. They don't want that fake stuff. And and I, I think you're just going to be better off the more authentic you can be. Again, with wisdom, I'm not talking about going up there and just dropping, you know, anything recklessly or anything like that. But uh, more more vulnerability. I think early on in my preaching, I got dinged for that quite a bit, you know, from, from other guys going, I don't think you should have shared that. And I'm just going, well... That's that's where I'm at, you know. I I don't I don't think that hurts me. I, I think people go that guy's he's a real dude. Yeah, I, I had that thought. You know, I wrestle with that. I um yeah. So I think it's a big deal. I think it's a big conversation. But yeah, yeah. I definitely think it's a. I definitely think it's a. I mean, that's. I mean, not. I can definitely overshare. I can overshare some stuff. You know? <laughs> yeah. Because my filter, my filters, my filters so screwed up. It doesn't even like there's some things that it's good for me. It doesn't bother me. I don't right. mind you knowing. I don't mind you knowing. Yeah. I don't mind I don't mind most of the world knowing. Doesn't make okay. a difference to Now listen, you know? because you know, when we were at that camp this summer and I met you. Yeah. <clears throat> dude, I remember one of the first couple of conversations. I mean, you were really sharing some very, very personal things that you, you you've journeyed through. But what did it do for me? It drew me in. And I go, wow, this is a real dude here. I, now, see, I like that. Yeah. I, that doesn't, I don't I go, whoa, I thought this dude was a Christian. I thought he was a pastor. You know, what it does, I go, right. man, that guy's real. And that's what I'm looking for. I, I'm looking for guys who are real, um, who love, you can love Jesus and be real. Yeah. And and um and you look at the characters of the Bible, they love Jesus, but dude, they're going through some stuff. And that draws me in, right? And I go, man, that's refreshing. We're not acting like we got it all together. Um, because I don't yeah, I, I think we actually are better in our evangelism as a church when we go, we are a bunch of messy people and we love Jesus and he saved us and he's redeemed us. Um, we're not a church that just acts like we have it all together. And if you don't have it all together, you're not welcome here. And unfortunately, that's usually what we're communicating to people who are far from God. Mm-hmm. So it is this line to go, are we messy? Yeah. Do I always get it right? No. And I think we need to be okay with that as a church and be for one another and encouraging one another and and figuring out that level of vulnerability. And it's tough for a pastor to, I get it, it's tough for the pastor to build a to find that 
that line. I get it. <clears throat> and, and now I know the I know the structure. I know the structure for a lot of places is different, and so it's. I don't want to. I don't want to sound like I'm coming down on coming down on a group um, for um, or 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 a pastor for the way the church is put together. You know, because if you're a new church, if you're a new church, maybe your church operates like, and you're the CEO. You know, and right. that's just how it works. Maybe it's a traditional church, and you don't need, you don't have elders, but you got a deacon board. We're gonna go way back. If right. you, got, you got a deacon board or leadership team, or there's husbands and husband wife teams, or men and women on the. Yeah. What can you share? What can't you share? And, and yeah. be able to go to these guys. But one of the things that one of the things that that occurs to me is if if you're in a place to where you need some help and you need some restoration, and you know going to these guys and saying, "Look." I'm in a bad place. I'm in a bad place. And I, and I think it's getting worse. I think I'm going, I think I'm going further than I want to go. And, and I need it. I need some serious, serious help. If part of your fear is I'm going to lose my job. I'm going to lose my job. If I do this, <clears throat> two things ought to occur. Okay. Um, obviously not. You're obviously not in a very good place to be preaching. Mm-hmm. And and if you're not in a place to where somebody's going to be willing to work with you, and I don't mean I don't mean like I, I murdered somebody last week. Can, right. can I still keep my job and do the thing? I'm talking you. You're working in the system, like you're trying to figure this thing out, trying to work on yeah. it. You know, yeah. but yeah. you share some information, and they're like, "No, fire, fire!" You know, they start right. screaming, "Get him out, get him out, get him out!" Because we're terrified, terrified right. of what could what could go down. You know, th- th- that's okay. Like that's okay. Like it's a, it's a hundred percent okay. I mean, people have been fired from churches forever, you know. Yeah, but yeah. it's okay. Get in a place that's healthy. Find some people around yeah. you that are healthy who can help hold you to that hold you to that standard. Now, the I, the goal the goal is <laughs> the goal is don't let yourself just kind of wander in the gutters all the time. You know, all right? Yeah, just, you know, just don't wander around in the gutters like I think I'm doing okay. <laughs> you know, I don't mean like that. You know? Yeah, you're not doing okay. No, yeah. you're not doing okay. You're not doing okay. I just mean you might have to question how much work you've, how much work you got to do. If if you're kind of help leading your leadership team, if you're kind of help leading your elders in some of this stuff, maybe there should be a little more emphasis on. Hey, can we talk a little bit about the transparency inside of our church, the culture of our church? You know, can we yeah. start talking a little bit about that? You know, I just think it's valuable. Anyway, yeah. um, can you tell me a time? Can you tell me a time in your ministry? Where you were challenged, you were stretched, you were you were pushed beyond your own means, and and what did you hold on to to come out of that hole? Yeah, I mean the biggest one. I've been in ministry, you know, for fifteen years. Um, before I got to Rocky, and I've been here for five years. I was on a two and a half year journey of church planting. Um, that didn't go well. <laughs> Hence, I'm not, you know, in Boston, Massachusetts right now. And, um, yeah, I mean, that thing went, was tough. And there was a point where, um, had 20 some people that had already moved up to Boston that were living up there. I, at the time was living in Arkansas and, uh, I felt like most of the things in, in ministry up to that point, that if I went after it, um, and, and God did what he does, and it, and it worked. 
And that was the first time where it wasn't working. Mm-hmm. And, and I just kept trying harder and harder and harder. And I think made it even more messier. And, uh, I mean, everything I tried just wasn't working. And so when I, when that, I can remember when it <clears throat> officially shut down and I just remember thinking, that's it. You know, who's going to want me? <clears throat> um, I just messed up and <clears throat> I guess I go work at the YMCA now, you know, something like that. It was hard. It was really, really hard. Um, and before that, I was at a church in Virginia. You know, I was teaching. And, and when you go from teaching a 1,000 people a week to, to not being known, but f- for a few handful of people in Jonesboro, Arkansas, trying to lead a team up in Boston, you start going, who am I? <laughs> who, who, who am I? Because without the stage, I... But I found I find a lot of identity, you know, in that. And so that was a low point, man. I, I anxiety was super high. I remember walking around in my living room at night thinking I'm having a heart attack because it's just it, what you're talking about earlier. You know, those conversations when God's like, you know, Jared, you ain't getting out of this one. Right. That, that for me, like I ain't gonna, I, I'm not leaving myself out of this. It is done. And um and really had to go through some tough conversations with people and also with God and with my family. And um, it was tough. It was really, really tough. Mm. And, uh, but, you know, we, we started the whole episode talking about titles. And, and I joke about that stuff because I don't aspire to a title. And um, I came out of that season. I just aspire to do what God has called me to do. And... <laughs> And uh, you can call me whatever you want. I mean, it don't really matter to me. But I see that a lot in our guys around here. And, you know, wanting the title and wanting the influence. And um, I think that beat that out of me. And I wonder, man, what, where I would be, what I would be doing if that thing would have been successful. And I tell you, well, that's humbling because I, you know, I, <laughs> I'm with you. I watch a lot of preachers around the world. Uh, and in our country, and there's some, you know, I just go, wow, that's, I don't know about that. And I go, you know what? I, I don't know. I was on that path. And I can see how you can get to a place where you become so arrogant and prideful that you're doing some things and leveraging some things that you probably shouldn't do. And, uh, but that was a tough one. I mean, I got really really got down to the core of me. In fact, I have, I, have a, I have a picture in my office of some Boston sports players that just reminds me every day, hey, this is not about you. <laughs> and um, as soon as it becomes about you, then you're doing it. You're not building the kingdom. Mm-hmm. You're not building the king. kingdom's about Jesus. So it's not about you. Yeah. So don't, don't make it about you. But that's, that was tough, dude. I, I mean, I was substitute teaching in Jonesboro, Arkansas, and just going, what the heck, you know, and just feeling like a, like a loser. And, um, that was a season again, where God just reminded me, Hey, I love you. Not because of, of, of what you do, but because of who you are. And it was, it was tough. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there is, uh, there are some things, there are some things that, you know, you remember, you remember the old, remember the old prayer, Lord, 
don't give me too much that I forget you. Mm. Don't leave me with so little that I have to steal. You know, that's the whole yeah. idea. And I yeah. think sometimes when it comes to this is the scary, this is the scary, scary thing. It's a scary thing. You you knock you knock a few out of the park and you get it in front of the right audience. Mm. You might be you might be two or three steps closer to your demise. Oh you know, you know what I mean? You, oh yeah. You just might be a couple steps closer to and the, <clears throat> the problem is is that like everything we see in church growth, like it's on steroids. Like the whole thing's on steroids. It's like pump it up. Just keep pumping it. Just keep pumping yeah. more juice into it. The bigger, the better. The bigger, the better. You know? And what I mean, history's pretty history's pretty lopsided. History's pretty lopsided on the number of young pastors who have gone through that public eye and that that high success thing and came out on the other side. History's pretty lopsided on that. Yeah. You know? And you know, and you just told we've had some big stories, some you know, in the church world over the last year or two. And yeah, I isolation is a killer. Mm. Uh, and um, but <clears throat> I think for for some some driven guys, some young guys, and you know, it, it's this idea like you know I'm better off my own, and they're moving fast, and they're getting stuff done, and and they're getting the results. It's results, 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 and the numbers are good. And then life life's gonna smack you. It's, it's gonna. There's gonna be a moment. It's gonna smack you, and it's gonna show you what what your deal is built on. And um, and unfortunately, some of those things get really, really public. So yeah, man, yeah. Uh, man, it's tough. And to, so the so the people don't understand that this isn't just a oh let's just hate on let's just hate on 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 big places and massive no. success. I don't mean that. No. I mean it. All I mean is, man. History is pretty one-sided. I mean, it's pretty one-sided on on what happens. Look, the temptation, the temptation to be known and public, and mm-hmm. every little thing you say to be put into these little sound bites and slapped on Instagram and all this kind of deal. Like, I mean, you could say you could say goober move if you want. You could say it, but here's the deal. You know, yeah, but, but here's the, here's yeah. the deal. You're saying goober, dude. Yeah, yeah. Right. I know it is. I know you love it. Yeah. You love it. But here's the deal: like it's still enticing, and you can look at it and say it's bad, it's bad, it's bad, it's bad. Do you want a piece of that pie? Mm, I want to say no. See, and here, and here, thing you gotta be careful of, like, because I'm totally with you. Like, I think God has given some guys a platform to have influence around the world. Agreed. And, and I go, go do it, bro. If that's what God has called you to do. And then I think there's some of us that are aspiring to things that God does not call us to. And at the end of the day, I, you know, for me in leadership, um, I mean, obviously I'm on the homilist, so I'm I'm an up and comer. You're okay? doing it. You're doing it. <laughs> doing it well. Um, I just want to do what God has called me to. Do. That's what I want to do. I I don't want to write a book or. Have a church, certain size. No, I just want to do what God's called me to do. And if those things are in the cards, so be it. But I'm going to surround, you know, I, but within that, I'm going to surround myself with the people who love and care about me. And if they see any ounce of self-righteousness in me, that they come right up alongside of me and they go, hey, dude, don't forget what this is all about. 
It's not about you. Now, how awesome is it that God would choose to use you in this environment, at this church, for this time? Um, and that should bring a level of humility, not a puffing up my chest. And I think a lot of times in church world, we're doing a lot of things for, you know, we, we're competitive, dude. We're competitors. Mm. And you know what? We should be companions. And, but instead, we just we compete. And it's not even about the kingdom. It's about us and our church and what we're doing. And then so we can walk in and we can go, look at me. Look what, look what we're doing. And I think, man, we, we're all on the same team here. And we should be companions. And, um, and I love being around. I love being around guys that are coming from smaller churches. I love being around guys that are coming from larger churches. I love guys that are humble and they're real and you can hang out. And those guys are out there and they're, they're part of all different sides of churches. Um, when we start acting like we're the crap and Andy, Andy Stanley has some great talks on this, but when we start having our own parking space, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Listen, dude, uh, I'm with you when, you know, that, that's why preacher sneakers right now is such a, Oh man. It's so, it's so because it's asking really big questions. And yeah. I think it's there. Are, and if I'm, if I don't know Jesus and I'm what, and I'm, I go, I'd be asking, um, and I would be critical. I think I would. Um, so we just gotta be, I think we just gotta, yeah, it's about our hearts and, and doing what God has called us to do. And, um, yeah, that's, we got to be careful not to go off and do some things we shouldn't be doing. So, yeah. Um, I want to, uh, want to also add you, uh, you did secure two more, two more weeks at number one, just by being the first one to bring up preachers and sneakers on the yeah. podcast. I appreciate that. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. I've been, you know, which did you see Andy's thing uh, a couple of weeks ago with his dockers? <laughs> It's great. Oh man, I'm just, hey, listen. I'm just telling you, there's some guys out there who have a lot of influence that I really admire. Who, from a distance, looks sure. like they're working really hard to keep their hearts in check. Yeah, and they're not taking themselves too seriously. It, it, it appears they love Jesus, and and they're trying to build the kingdom. And I appreciate those guys, man. They may not yeah. be the coolest, absolutely right. Not be the flashiest, but dude, they have got some influence. That a lot of other people wish they had, and they got it, I think, because of how they've led and their character and their integrity. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, I appreciate, I appreciate you, appreciate you saying that and talking through that because it is, it's a, it's a two edged, it's a two edged sword. I mean, it's, I look at it and I go, you know, there's some stuff out there that's wrong. There's some stuff that's yeah. wrong with some of this high success, my own parking spot. My own line of clothes, my own like. There's some, there's some problems. There's some stuff in there. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude. Hey, here's the here's the big question for Jared. The big question for Jared is: Do you secretly want a little piece of that pie? Yeah. And my answer, I really want that answer to be absolutely not. And the problem is, and there's a part that's like, I want to not want it. Is that you know? I want to not want any part of that. You know? I want to. Like I, 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 I see the, I see the attraction to it. I see what's, I see what's going on. Here's the thing that I do for myself. So if there's any other guy out there that, that, that struggles with that, maybe that little piece of envy where you can look over somebody else's fence, <clears throat> you look over somebody yeah, yeah. else, you want to see <laughs> yeah. 
yeah. What's Gary doing? What's Gary doing with the brand new water slide in the pool? You know, yeah. like yeah. start looking over somebody else's fence. You know, what how they got? Where they got so many people at that church? You know, yeah. well, I heard before we get to that place. Here's yeah. one. Of the, here's one of the things that I have to do for myself. I have to do for myself. Is that the only part you want? Because it comes with a whole lifestyle change. The whole everything's different. Like, what do you love about your life right now? What do you value about your life right now? This is where this is where I go just to make sure I'm in the right place. Yeah. Right now, um, the elders that are at our church they have they put together a job description for me, and here's the job description. And I've shared this before. The job description is: do whatever you need to do to be healthy, so you can show up and you can preach on Sunday, and then go back to doing whatever else you need to do to be healthy, so you can come back and you can do it again next week. Mm-hmm. And if some there's some marriage counseling stuff in there that you want to handle and, uh, you know, some, some little Bible studies you want to put together and that kind of, but you know what we want from you? Um, you're going to, this is the thing we want. Show up, preach your guts out and be a yeah. healthy individual. Like that's what, you know what that means? That means I got a lot of freedom. I got a lot mm-hmm. of freedom in my life. I don't, I'm not interested in changing out that freedom. I'm not interested. Yeah. In that. Yeah. that means I get to go when my girls got volleyball games we got parent-teacher conferences. we got anything going on. And I'm free. I'm free to go. I'm free to go do the thing. I can up, I can cut up, and I can go. It's not a problem. Yeah. I don't want to trade what's going on. And so for me, like, that's the way I have to go. I have to come back to, do I want the whole thing? No, nah, I don't want the whole thing. I, don't, I really don't want that whole thing. And at the end of the day, <clears throat> that thing will never suffice. That, that's, the tra- that's the trap, man. You're going to, you know, if you said to me, hey, do you want your church to grow? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, would you be opposed to having more influence? No, I'm, I'm not opposed to that. But what I know is you can have that and still lose your soul. So, um, you know, it, and is, it, are, are those things worth, you know, sacrificing your family for? Are those things, man, it's a, it's a deadly, it's a deadly trap to get into. I would rather just what you're saying, man, do what God has called me to do. Be surrounded by guys that are going to encourage me to be the best I can be, and then leave leave the rest to to Jesus and and be comfortable and confident in my skin where God has me at this time. And I, I'm way healthier when I'm in that frame of mind yeah. than when I'm comparing and contrasting and looking at others and trying to figure out the secret sauce or the next pill of a you know of evangelism that's going to bring in thousand. I just go, man, just. Be obedient to what God has called you to do where you are right now. And yeah. and that should be enough. That really should just be enough. Yeah. Um, so what do you uh, what do you what do you uh, what do you see what do you see on with you when it comes to um, preaching and, and looking at, at the pitfalls, some of your own personal pitfalls. You have to be very careful of um, and it doesn't necessarily have to be just preaching, but ministry in and of itself. Do you do you have a group of guys around you who can help identify some of these pitfalls? In yeah, your life, you know. So, yeah, I'm glad you brought it up. I'm I'm in. Um, so our right now our lead pastor at Rocky is Sean Moyers, our uh, our the former pastor uh, and our original planting pastor of Rocky. His name is Alan Algram, and um, he he is uh, essentially. Uh, creating what he's calling covenant groups, uh, which is really just groups of, of that are filled with pastors, um, and and uh, for for soul care. And, and where's so, he, where's he located? 
Uh, he's he's here in Colorado. Okay. So he lives right down the road in Niwak, Colorado. He's working out of uh, Cincinnati Bible College okay. with these groups. And so, but, you know, it's funny. They've been predominantly for lead pastors. And, uh, and so, uh, you know, a lot of my role has a lot of lead pastor-ish stuff. It's, it's on the stage. It's very upfront. And I remember uh, Sean and I, we were working through uh, a little bit of tension on something. And I, he said to me, you know, how come you didn't bring this to me? first you know i had kind of been holding on to it. i go because you're my boss <laughs> that's I, it just it's tough dude it is tough to bring bring things to your to your boss especially if it's about the boss you know what right. i mean like that's dude it's, that's tough and yeah. i said you know i'd really like to get into one of these covenant groups so i went to alan and i was just like dude you need to put me in i don't care I'm a campus guy, whatever. Um, and so they got me into a group. So I'm in a group with four other pastors. And it has been game changer for me where uh, we do one Skype call a month. And then we do two retreats a year, two three-day retreats. And um, essentially, you know, what's said in the room stays in the room. And these guys, you can be yourself. You can be free. You can say what you need to say. And then these guys, they're not trying to change you. They're, they're just trying to get close to you and encourage you. And it has been, for me, uh, that has been the get out of isolation card. I don't have to hold this thing. I don't know what to do with it or I'm struggling or the, those are my bros, man. And those guys, they know everything about me. You know, Alan will say, we got to get to a point well, we can we can say I I have no secrets, and it is well with my soul. Hmm. And I've been in ministry a long time. I've never been at a place where I could I could say that. And <clears throat> these guys, they got it. They got it all. And um, and so I mean, we always have text messages going on. There's emails flying around. So for me, that's been the deal. This group of guys, uh, it, it is tough to do. And you hear these tensions with these guys trying to have a version of that with their elders and, mm. you know, figuring all that. It, I, it's really tough to do. Uh, I think people that are in the church, it, sh- it shouldn't be impossible, but I think it's tough. Um, but this covenant group for me, I've been in it for a year and a half, has been uh, really remarkable for me. And um, it has given me that out. And I always know there's a conversation that's coming. These guys care about me. They love me. They're checking in with me, and uh, they know me at my best, and they also know me at my worst. and uh, And they keep showing up, and um, so that's that's been a, a a game changer for me. Yeah, in that's ministry. Cool. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, how long is there? Is there a certain time? Okay. It's, a th- it's a three year commitment. So you commit to three years, and um, yeah, it's just the one Skype call a month, and then. These, these retreats and that's what you're committing committing to and yeah Incredible. and uh, so now we've got you know we're a year and a half in we've we've got that relationship we kind of know the narrative of what's going on in every guy's life and so you're just constantly checking up on them and hey praying for you today thinking about you or guys going hey i'm about to go into a tough meeting could use your prayers absolutely so what happens uh, uh, what happens what happens at the end of the three years well, the idea would be then we maybe, you know, there's five of us guys and, and maybe the ones who aren't leading go and lead this, you know, with another group of guys. Um, some groups stay together. 
but um but i've seen the value of it you know for me for for you know in, in the world of soul care that I, I think it's just a rhythm that i need to be a part of um and have that place and um dude it, it has helped me out a ton just even in my own decision making just wisdom you know wise counsel throw something you know that they're like a bullpen man you just throw something to them and they can just you know chew it up real quick and then they're throwing it right back at you and it's like oh okay but they have saved me some from pitfalls you know i'm, I'm gonna go talk to this guy this is what i'm gonna say and they're like no don't say that don't say it like that maybe you should say it like this maybe you should think about that maybe you should read this book and yeah um yeah so it's it, it's been really helpful for me um i was in a training a couple of weeks ago i'm gonna butcher i don't have the quote written down um but it was on this idea of groups, and I think we always want to talk about accountability. Mm-hmm. Um, and Alan said something like, um, it's not about holding each other accountable. Uh, it's about holding each other close or something like that. And um, I, I think I'm with them. And when you're close, when you, when you know that there's guys that are close, you listen to what they say. I don't need guys who just want to ding me when I don't get it right. Um, like when I hear accountability, I don't get excited. <laughs> that, that's, you know, uh, right. accountability group. Dude, I don't want, like, I don't want to be an accountability group. I, I want to do life with guys. And, um, and, uh, and through that, I know they will, they will hold me to the standard that I'm called to. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so for me, it's just been really, really good. And, uh, I, I, I hate the fact that there's, I know we, we, listen, we both know there's a lot of pastors out there that don't have that and, um, they're really struggling and I hate that because yeah, there's, there's a better way. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of books, speaking of books, um, you said these guys that tell you, "Hey, you need to read this." What's up? Mm. Well, some of the stuff you've been, uh, some of the stuff you've been ingesting oh. these days that would excite me. Oh, just so happens got some books here for you, my brother. Oh. All right, what do you got? All right, first book right here. You need to read this. Unoffendable. Unoffendable. You read this book? No, I All don't right. know. Brant Hansen. You need to go read this one. This is my number one book, 2018, okay. last year. Okay. Um, he's a Christian radio DJ in San Francisco. Essentially, his whole bottom line is, if you're a Christian, you shouldn't be offended. Okay. Uh, and I love it. I love it. We're, we're going to do a teaching series on it um, 14 weeks from now, I think, something like that. Wow. wow. My, it's my top two. Go, it's my top book. I bought like 40 copies. When people come in here complaining about something about our church, I gave him this book. You get unoffendable. That's what you yeah. get. Yeah. I can't believe. Let me let me give you this. Let me just get. I can't believe a bunch of church people would blah blah. Let me just go ahead and give you this book right here because yeah. I can believe it. I can. Yeah. I can believe that people who don't know Jesus act like they don't know Jesus. Right. So, anyways, that's a good one. You need to read that one. Okay. Canoeing the mountains. You read this one. Mm, no, I have not read that. Read, one. You, you read books? Dude, I read books. I'm just kidding, dude. I'm just kidding. Listen, this is a good one. Christian leadership and uncharted territory. 
Right. It leverages uh, the story of Lois and Clark. Great book. If you're a pastor, you should read it. Now, this book here, this is weighty. Okay, this got some depth to it. What you got? What you got there? Working the angles. Working the angles. This is my book this year. Okay, this is not for the faint of heart. But if you're a pastor, you need to read this book. Spiritual disciplines. You know Eugene Peterson. Yeah, I know Eugene Peterson. Uh-huh. Oh, yes, I know Eugene Peterson. I like Eugene Peterson. He's in heaven now, but the shape of pastoral integrity. This is the book right here. He wrote this book. Listen, he actually everything we a lot of what we talked about today. He wrote this book mm, twenty years ago. You'd have thought he wrote it yesterday. Really? He saw where we were going in in church leadership. Interesting. And he wrote a book about it twenty years ago, and he said, "Don't go down that path." It, he kills it. If you wrestle with uh, practicing the Sabbath and all that, this is, I mean, this guy, he, yeah, that's gotcha. the book. You, I'm going to read that book every year for the rest of my life. Is that right? Yeah, because wow. it's that good. Wow. Yeah. So those are the three books you read this year. I mean, you want one more? You got, you got more? You got more you got, books you read listen, this year? My computer's at 4% right now, bro. Oh, we're we're borrowed time. Um, this book right here, don't judge it by the cover because it's a horrible cover and a horrible title. What God wishes Christians knew about Christianity. I see I you be, frowning. I be, I I'll you be frowning. honest. No, I feel, like, I feel like I already read it by reading the no, title. But, like, that's listen, a lot of words. Listen, listen, listen. The, titles, the title's bad. No, no, no. The title's bad. Gold. There's gold in here. Okay. All right. Don't yeah. judge it. I, no I hate here. that. I hate the title. Looks like this, and it no, feels very like I'm a te- like I'm a television evangelist right now, kind of a vibe. <laughs> Send your money in, but I'm telling you, this is worth it to go read let that me, book. Let me, see, let me see the title one more time. I there. Got myself a screenshot of you holding that up. That's You'll what thank me for it. Just don't look at the title, right. but uh, good stuff in there. Listen, last, is, uh, last thing, last thing yeah. I need from you before your computer dies. Yeah. Um, we got guys out there who are banged up, they're stale, they're stagnant, they're overwhelmed, they're beat to pieces. Um, and uh, this podcast serves to encourage first, yep. educate, and entertain. Yep. You have done you've done the, the last two really well. All right. Yeah. 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 What I, what <laughs> yeah. I'm what I'm hoping for now is for you to encourage these guys. Give me some up close. Give me some up close face camera, some FaceTime mm-hmm. up close right there. Yeah. And, and encourage these listeners. What, what do you want to tell them? I think the main thing is don't fall in the trap and think that whatever you're thinking or feeling or going through, that you're the only one who's going through it. And in light of what you do and the position that God has called you, don't feel any greater sense of shame or guilt because you find yourself in that place. I, I, I think you got to know that there's a lot of guys and girls out there in ministry that aren't perfect. Um, and they're still getting after it and they're working and uh, to do it as healthy as they can be. But I, I think isolation, man, is, is the killer here. And you got to get some people around you. For me, it's that covenant group, but you got to find some, you got to get some bros that, that are going to go with you. You know what I mean? They might not be physically at your church, but they're going with you. I get a text from, from Steve and my covenant group. If not every Sunday, most Sundays, and he's going, man, I'm I'm praying for you right now. Go go get that thing, and um, he's with me. Um, 
you know, I'm a big fan of Kenya. I, I do a lot of mission stuff in Kenya. There's a, a an African saying um, that I love. I wrote it down. It says, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. And I would encourage you, um, get, get some guys in your corner that you can go, you know what? I love, I love Jesus and I love the church, but life sucks right now. And there's guys that go, Hey, we are for you. And, and let's still get it. Let's still get it together. And, um, I, I think that's, I think that's, yeah, that's good. I, I think that's the, uh, that's the deal. Cause they, when you're overwhelmed, when you've got those moments, they can keep reminding you of the most important things. And man, I can tell you right now, I mean, I could list them off of these guys, you know, the John Gregory's, the Robbie Fowler's, the, the Rick Grover's. I mean, these, these guys, um, have spoken words of, of truth to me in the moments when I'm, when I haven't been the best and they stick, these words stick with you. And, uh, you need some guys in your corner. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you. Hey, man. I love I love everything that you're uh, that you're dropping on us today. And uh, you know, I'm coming out to see you this weekend. I know. I cannot wait to to hang out with you. Hey, can I just say something about you real quick? <laughs> sure. <clears throat> you know, because you hype me up. Um, let me just say this. You are one of the oh man, my computer's about to die. Hang on, dude. Don't do it. Um <clears throat> Okay, listen. You you are. Uh, don't cut this out either. Keep this okay. in. Okay. You, yeah, right. I mean, you you're the most uh, energetic, genuine guys I've been around in a long time, and I and it didn't take long, you know, to realize you you love Jesus, you love the church, and uh, dude, I. There's a part of me that I just, I love what you're doing. I love where you're at. And um, we need more guys like you uh, uh, out there and getting after it. And and so, man, I appreciate you. appreciate what you're doing. And, uh, you know, you and Luke and you are some good dudes. And uh, And so... You know, just because you're you're out there in the middle of our country, in a small little town. Oh, what is it, Iola? Where are you I, at? You got it. You got it. I don't even hear. I don't know where it is. But listen, <laughs> listen, man. Uh, keep rocking, dude. And uh, I, I really appreciate you. And um, yeah, you're, well, you're, you're you're a good guy, bro. Thank you for thank you for all the kind words. And I mean, look here's the here's the thing. I mean, I don't I don't. I don't get to uh, I don't get to interview I don't get to interview uh, uh, people like you very often. You know, when we start talking about campus pastors, campus <laughs> pastors, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like fella, <laughs> not even talking about not the game. We're talking about practice. I mean, I mean, here we are. Here we are. You all yeah. show up here, and what are we talking about? We talk about practice. Talking this about is it. Practice, yeah. You know. Um, yeah. But I do. I mean, love you to pieces. Love what you're doing. Um, love the impact that you've had on on my oldest daughter when she came out to camp and she heard you speak and she came back. She couldn't. She, she couldn't shut up about you and the other kids in the youth group and Luke. It's just been. It's just been good. It's a good partnership. Love what you're doing. Love what you've inspired in our kids at our church. Mm-hmm. Uh, my own daughter who came home. Listen, let me tell you this. 
came home, immediately got a job, started saving money, and says, listen, I'm going to Kenya. Like, I'm mm-hmm. going. I got a job. Now mm-hmm. I'm going to Kenya. Like, this thing is happening. And, and her mother's looking at her like, where did mm-hmm. you take my daughter? And who's this man that inspired right. all this? You know, like, this is, hey. hey, came home, got the job, and just went after it. Like, she's there banging it out all huh? the time. How refreshing is that high school student have a little urgency for the uh, kingdom, bro? Crazy to me. <laughs> you know, and look, she's always been a good girl. She's always uh, been a good girl. I love girl. it. But listen, yeah. when that Kenya deal come up, she said, Dad, like it's like it's in me. Like yeah. it's like I'm yeah. what do I do? I'm like, yeah. uh. You, know, you so, go do what Jesus tells you to do. That's what you do. Exactly right. That's yeah. Exactly right. And unfortunately what that means is <laughs> Now, now, I gotta yeah, go. To I gotta go to Kenya too. Yeah, man. Dad, let's go, man. Let's go to, Dad, you kids gonna meet you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> love it. So, I mean, I appreciate you, brother. I'll see you this weekend. All right, sounds good. And we have another episode under our belt. Thank you so much for listening, Matt Cody, my brother. Thank you so much for uh, being on the show. Matt Cody also has a podcast called Bake the Cake. You need to go get a go get you a uh, get you an earful of that. Get you an earful of Bake the Cake. There's some good uh, some good stuff on there. So he and his boy Joel Dill, um, they're uh, they're doing a good job. So go check that out. All right, so long. I appreciate you. If you haven't been over to the uh, uh, the YouTube channel, go check that out. If you haven't been to the website, thehomilist.com. Check that out. You can find us on Instagram and on Facebook. All right, cool. Until next time. See you.